All right. We are live. Welcome. Um, we are streaming onto Anaheim Community Foundation's page. So I'm Victoria Torres. I'm with Samueli Foundation. And uh, we are here to talk to Anthony Cummings from Pure Game. Hi, Anthony. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, so is this your first live? This is my, yes, this is a new experience for me. This is my first live, I don't know, broadcast. I mean, I've, done, I've done tons of Zoom stuff, but uh -huh. um, especially since the whole COVID thing hit, but this is my first time doing anything live. So a um, little, little new at this. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's good. <laughs> it's all about trying new things. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love hearing when it's, you know, people, I think this is, this is just the new era of how I we know. make our reach. So it's good that people are trying new things. Yeah. Um, so thank yeah. you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I, yeah. I uh, work a lot with Pure Game, and so it's actually fun to to interview and get to talk to another person from the team. And I know you're fairly new. Why don't you uh, share with everyone your role and how you how you came to to even um, meet you know know Pure Game? Yeah. So thank you, Victoria. Um, wow. Um, I, I started in around December with Pure Game. Uh, I've worked parallel with Tony and Pure Game for years. So I, I, I used to do some work in Los Angeles. And so I started uh, the, I founded the LAFC Youth Leadership Program with the Los Angeles Football Club uh, a ways back. And I was also working with the Brzee Foundation. And Tony and I had met at an event um, through LA84 Foundation. Oh yeah. And we, just, we, we both had just very similar visions, which was character and leadership development through sport and mainly through soccer. And so through the years, we just always stayed in touch. We shared resources. We helped each other on events. Um, his organization, well, Pure Game, my, our organization helped train our youth leaders. Um, and so there just came a point where just as in life, um, your journeys kind of go down different roads. And so mm -hmm. um, I, uh, I stepped down from my role at LAFC Youth Leadership Program, and um, and then in conversations, just keeping in touch with Tony, he was like, "Hey, do you want to come on board with us?" And I was like, "Absolutely, um, this would be a great fit." And so my role there now, Victoria, is I am director of strategic partnerships. So really looking at who our allies are, who our partners are, um, making sure that they fit within our mission and vision. And then also um, we've kind of revamped my position where I'm going to do similar to what I did at the youth leadership program with the Los Angeles football club is creating youth leadership cohorts. So essentially empowering uh, young folks to young youth to use the game, use character and leadership language to coach soccer games and activities, and then coach their peers in the community. Wonderful. So we'll be creating some stuff as we move forward. Now, obviously, what does that look like with the, the current situation in the world? We're not sure, um, but uh, we're, we're gonna be doing that. So um, it, it's ex it's exciting, although it's crazy times, it's some exciting times. Um, yeah, and definitely. I love being part of your game. It's been, it's been a, a lot of fun. That's great. Well, yeah, and it's so true how, and I think within the youth, sports nonprofit arena you know you guys really are all about you know it, it's more than the sport and it truly is about the kids and i i've seen how close and tight-knit the youth serving organizations are around sports in particular yeah. um 
and even growing up, you know, because I was involved in sports. And uh, it is really nice to see how everyone networks and everyone's leaning on one another and just the amazing um, networks that do exist within the youth serving uh, organizations, particularly that are geared towards, you know, using sports as a vehicle to yeah. development and to to building stronger leaders. Um, there's a lot that you gain from being in sports. So I know because I played sports growing up. So thank yeah, you. We can't we can't do it alone. You know, that's one of the things that I found in diving into nonprofit is it's kind of like that. It, it takes a village to raise, you know, leaders, the next generation. And so um, really when Tony and I was like, how, how can I use what you're doing and don't reinvent the wheel? Right. And how can you use what I'm using? And then how can we share our resources? Because it isn't about me. It's really yeah. about this empowering these young people to become that best version of themselves Definitely. Um, and what a beautiful way to do it through sport right and, yeah. and for us really soccer's the the, the big vehicle mm -hmm. but man that that's such a beautiful thing and then to always weave in character and leadership language yes. that's so so important yes Great. Yeah. Well, let's talk more about Pure Game then. Um, I know you you have a little video that you guys have prepared or have had in the works. Why don't we show that first, and then we'll go into more about about Pure Game. So, Sounds good. Uh, yeah, give me a minute, and we. When you think about young people today, what image comes to mind? Hello, my name is Tony Everett. I am the founder and chief playmaker of Pure Game. And 10 years ago, I had an idea that sport could be used to teach children how to become successful in life. One of the things I'm gonna ask everyone to, everyone to work on is teamwork. Hi, my name's Adam and I'm 17 years old and I found out about Pure Game through Juvenile Hall. The question is how do we get the desired outcomes we want from our youth? How do we put them on the right path? How do we make sure that they're making the right choices? When I was young, I did well in school, but I always felt something was missing. I needed a role model. And I sought this from gang members who drove me to the wrong path. Research has uncovered three main areas that will help youth become productive adults. We know youth need preparedness. They need connectedness. And then the third one is engagement. These youth need to understand that their life matters and that they can engage in something bigger than themselves. They need a feeling that they are giving back to something and that their voice is being heard. I met Tony about three years ago and I wasn't open to accepting what he was offering. But through time and you know him really working with me, we built a relationship that, oh, if something's going wrong with me, I can talk to him about it. So he had offered me to come and volunteer at one of the programs. And I came and, you know, I fell in love. I realized that through my story, I can better connect with the kids because I can relate with them, you know. How I'm valued at Pure Game gives me way more sense of belonging and importance than a gang ever did. This is the premise of the Pure Game Positive Youth Development Program. We are changing the way we think about how we engage youth. 
Because at Pure Game we don't focus on the traditional skills, drills, teams and leagues model, we can engage more kids. We can create a fun, safe environment where they feel that they belong, where they feel that connectedness. At Pure Game, we are creating the leaders our future so desperately needs. I'm really thankful for everything Tony and Pure Game's done for me, and I'm really excited for the future and what it has in store, not only for me, but in each and every kid I encounter. We believe in life played at full potential. Will you join us? Visit thepuregame.org and become a champion of change today. All right. That's awesome. What a great video. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how beautifully done. It was well done. Congrats. No, I like it. And so you, that's a fairly new video, right? You were sharing. Yeah. I, I, it was filmed and done, I believe before I came on. So I think in the, uh, before, before Christmas. And so it was recently, you know, finished and, um, we've just started to put it out there through our social media channels and sending it to donors and allies just to, I think it's a good way to bring the emotion, but also encapsulate, uh, what we do. Um, a lot of the language Tony used is changing the way we think non-traditional. We're not a skills and drills program, um, which those are fine, but really it's about that. What I said before, um, helping youth become the, the best version of themselves and what a better way than to do it through through soccer and through sport. Absolutely, yeah, so say more about the programs and how you guys function, and maybe we start off with pre-COVID, right? So, you know. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, thank you, Victoria, because <laughs> yeah. So, so it's really this experiential, so the experience of doing something, sport, activity, primarily we use soccer, but we're creative and really we go into recess programs, lunchtime at, at schools all across Orange County. In Anaheim, uh, I think we serve uh, between 800 and 1,000 youth, and we're in eight to nine different schools and programs. Now, obviously, that that could shift a little bit with COVID and things like that. But um, our, really, our primary goal is to go there and to really introduce these concepts that maybe a young person has heard, but what does it mean to walk with integrity every day? What does it mean to serve your community? What does it mean to be a person of character? And we can use that language and we can play games with kids and we can do different things with a soccer ball, not just this is how you kick it and this is how you trap a ball, but we can do these fun games and then we can interrupt the game, pull all the youth together and go, so how does that relate to character? When you just ran over your friend there, and kept playing, was that a moment of character? Was that a moment of integrity? And I can just tell you, Victoria, through my experience when I was younger, and this is partly why I'm passionate about it, is there's multiple ways to learn, but we have this system in place, I think in schools now where you just sit people in a classroom for six to seven hours. Not that some of that isn't good, yeah. but we have to change the way we're doing this. And yeah. so let's do it through activity, through motion, through interaction, through feeding off your peers. And that's yeah. really what we try to do at Peer Game is to get through that activity and to stop and to think and go, right. oh, yeah, and relate it to real life because you're practically there in the moment talking about it and doing it. Yeah. And 
I know a lot of people learn really well through that way. And again, I'm not not putting down the classroom model, the traditional classroom model. It's just something different, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, there's something to be said about the learner. There's the kinesthetic, you know, yeah. there's the verbal, there's the visual. Yeah. And I think majority of the population are kinesthetic. <laughs> I think there's data even proving that. Yeah. And yeah, and I, what I've always loved about Pure Game and, and all the nonprofits that partner with schools such as yourselves is that you're just, um, you're adding interest to school. So you are an interest-based learning approach. And that's something that, you know, Samueli Foundation uh, knows a lot about with our esports and uh, health and STEM that we know that, you know, you have to captivate a child's ability to learn through their interest, not your interest. And so yours is soccer, you know, or or I know you guys are integrating other sports, but soccer was that main sport. And, um, you know, uh, soccer is a big sport in Anaheim. Uh, yeah. It's definitely one that, that the kids and the families and parents, specifically dads, love. And you're not going to reach a family or reach a child if you don't first reach their interest. And so I think soccer is is just that vehicle to engaging with them and to, you know, getting them to go to school. So I know there's a lot of data behind how you guys have helped um, truancy and you've helped character, but you're really also giving the, um, the, the student a reason to come to school through not just the sport too, but also your field champions, right? You guys have mm -hmm. a very specific way in which you have your staff engage. Um, and really they've become mentors from my understanding of how they interact. With the kids. Yeah, that, that's correct. And and part of it too, Victoria, is with the schools, we want to lock, we want to walk, walk, excuse me, alongside what they're already doing. Mm -hmm. And so um, we really focus on the character values, commitment, community, integrity, accountability, things like that. But um, we're, we're working with teachers. And if there's a student that's having trouble, our field champions, which is our, our staff that work and put on these programs, work with the kids. We'll get we'll get youth that tell us Victoria, oh, oh I don't know how to play soccer. And we're like, good because we're not playing. Yeah, <laughs> we have the ball. Right. But we're we're gonna play this game today, you know, and, and it's red light green light, and they're like, well, I've I've played red light green light, and it's yeah, we're gonna do it in a different way that you may not have experienced before, and so mm -hmm. we're gonna engage in fun, and then yeah, it's kind of metaphorically putting your arm around that young yeah. person and saying, Hey, I believe in you and you don't need to be the best soccer player. That's not what we're about here. And so our field champions, yeah, we have a specific training that's really about care of the whole person, but it's also, again, um, training them in some of the logistical stuff of how to do games and how to manage a, a classroom, if you will, outdoors. But there's really this, this effort of looking at the heart of the young person. Yeah. Um, and with you know that youth leadership component, we want to take it to another level in the future, and we will, where we're creating these kind of cohorts, and we're empowering youth to then go back and and take those same games and activities and language of character and leadership, and pass it on to youth that are maybe younger than them in their neighborhoods. That's great. That's great. So. Um yeah, I, there was one when you were talking about your skills. There's actually one that I remember Tony sharing with me that I thought was great. Uh, the one where uh, is it is it walking soccer? Yeah. Yes, and yeah. how you yeah. um, uh, self control. Self control. And yeah. I thought 
a great analogy. I, I loved when he shared that one with me. I'm like, that is such a, a great um, pairing of, uh, you know, sport. We're going to go, we're going out and play, but not realizing that you're also teaching character and, and um, you know, ways of life. So I thought that was, that's yeah. a great drill that I always remembered him sharing. I mean, you, you talk about, I mean, you, you've, you come from a background of sport. So mm -hmm. you, I'm going to assume that you have a love and you want to jump in and run and yeah. imagine someone telling you, no, you can't run. Yeah. Just walk. It's like, what? And especially you take a four, five, six year old, seven year old, and yeah. they just have abundance of energy. Mm -hmm. And then they, and it's hilarious to just watch him even just try to walk because then they speed walk. Right. Yeah. And then they, they're like shuffling really fast and you're like, no, 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 no. But then to always bring it back to mm -hmm. this. So what does self-control look like? And then you can have that conversation. You can also relate it to school. How many times do you want to just get up and, you know, leave the classroom and your teacher's asking you to do something. And so it's having those deeper conversations and it, mm -hmm. you know, you never know when you're going to reach a young person. Um, that, you know, something like that. Yeah. And I think that's, really the the um the difference between what you guys are doing and what maybe organized sports is putting on because i so when i say i i you know grew up in sports i grew up in organized sports i played softball mm -hmm. um, and so i i'm going to tell you there there weren't many times that we paused and talked about you know what's going on inside you right now as i'm telling you to do something or not to do something it was more about the skill to get better to win the game. It was mm -hmm. about learning the skill to learn how to be a better person. I think um, inadvertently, our parents knew that by being a part of sports, we would learn teamwork and we would learn hard work and we would learn certain things. But I don't know that I, I can recall a coach ever stopping and really talking about like, what are you feeling right now as I'm telling you what to do in this drill? Whereas you guys, that's really number one. Number one is communicating um, uh, how the sport is, you know, affecting you and how the the drill that you're asking them to do is affecting you, which I think is uh, is unique, right? It's it's a unique thing yeah. to make sure that people know, that schools know, that even parents know that might be watching now or later. You know, I know that a lot of people don't know that you're. A lot of the parents maybe not are aware that this is a nonprofit coming into the school, um, providing these mm -hmm. uh, experiences for their child. Mm -hmm. And so it's important, you know, for them to understand how nonprofits add to the school environment. Yeah, yeah I, I think, um, you know, I relate to you. I grew up in that same type of culture and I played, I mean, I think it's as little as four or five, I had a ball in my hand and I was playing, you know, baseball, basketball, uh, soccer was my, was really the passion and the thing that I gravitated towards. But, um, there was very little, I can think back and I can think back of moments, Victoria, where I, you know, key situations where all it took, it was for, um, an adult male, female, just to step into a moment and say, Hey, I believe in you. Mm -hmm. and it's okay. It's okay that, you know, you struck out. Um, and, you know, some could say, well, that's the parent's job, right? Well, okay. But um, I think we have this culture in America of, you know, win at all costs and 
I mean, we've seen video after video in the past of parents getting fights on sidelines and it's like, what, what has sport become? Right. We've lost, we've lost really the essence and that going out to your, you know, into the neighborhood and just kicking the ball with your friends. And yeah. so we, we keep that concept, but it's also taking it to that next step of just encouraging a young person, um, and you know using those positive words and that's what we train all of our staff on is being encouraging um and even sometimes when hey the specific game if walking soccer is failing that's all right sometimes it's like okay well let's go play for 15 minutes mm -hmm. then let's regroup and do something else but the most important thing i think too is that metaphorically wrapping your your arm around a young person and saying i believe in you i'm here for you and you know we're in school systems all year so we don't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's not like our, I mean, our season does end because of holidays and things, but right. um, there's constant opportunity to, to be a presence and our field champions in certain places and certain um, situations are staying in contact with the teachers, you know, so-and-so so is really struggling here. Could you talk to them about that? Sure. Yeah. Um, and we're checking in and then we're also doing things like um, the encouragement balls we have. So if we challenge a young person, hey, you know what, you're using really bad language every time we're out here. So I'm going to encourage you to stop doing that. Um, and we don't tell them, but what we do is if they can keep doing that, we give them this ball that's signed by all of our field champions and has these different words of encouragement. We present it to them in front of the classroom. So they're recognized in front of their peers as exemplifying leadership and challenging themselves and rising above what maybe the world tells them to do or what was cool. Um, and that's been uh, super helpful as well is when we can really empower and recognize someone who's, who's challenged themselves to be better. Yeah, that's great. Yes. I, so like you said, it's so much more than, than just the game, which is yeah. always appreciated about, uh, about your organization. So you, you mentioned the schools a lot and how you're in the school. So let's talk about actually, sorry. So that was pre COVID. I want to give everyone, a, I want you, I'm going to give you an opportunity to talk about post COVID because you guys have been doing a lot, uh, yeah. a lot of revamping, a lot of changes. So talk now about what COVID's done briefly and um, how you're supporting schools still and uh, the youth in the community. Yeah, Victoria, that's, um, we had to pivot pretty quick. Um, I think with most organizations, I mean, this is an example of you and me on a call or on this Facebook Live, like usually we'd probably be in person doing something. Um, but yeah, so one of the things that we, we've we done is we've created a remote recess program. Um, the recess part thinking, again, going back to that basic concept, even as adults, I think we need to play more. Yes. And so where where was a point in our lives where we really played? It was recess. Yep. Recess. Like I loved recess. Like you just, you know, I mowed down my sandwich and we were out in the playground. And again, even those, maybe yeah. those kids that didn't, but um, so we created remote you recess. You were also racing to be the first to like claim a court. You know? Yes. <laughs> yes. That was absolutely it. And then I remember we had some of my buddies, it was like, dude, you get out there. I'll bring yeah. your sandwich, like get out there and reserve it. Cause you know, and I'll show, yeah, it was like lunch wasn't even lunch. Like yeah. anyway, those were good times. And so we thought, and this was really Tony's brainchild was remote recess. Let's do something mm -hmm. that we, we can do using the technology of today, but doing it at home. And so 
again, we, we have that soccer concept, right? But what we did is how can you take household items in your backyard, your kitchen, and include your brother, your sister, your family, and do these games at home to stay active, to be thinking, um, to challenge yourself, um, and that you could do every day. And so what we did is we created these fun games from, oh my gosh, everything from, we did like a magic carpet where you can take a, your doormat and you can race your brother or sister across the room. And you, you, you just scoot on your butt and whoever can do it the fastest. So you're still staying active. And then we can relate that to self-control. We can relate that to where you're leading with integrity when you timed yourself or, um, and so, yeah, we created those type of games, in-house games, and we sent them to all of our school principals and all of our program, because um, we do have some programs that are out of school, um, so some executive directors, and they sent it out to accompany their videos and their curriculum as kind of a side-by-side. -side. So, hey, when we're not doing math today, uh, engage in this. And so it was, um, and, and also, too, alongside that, I should say, we created these character um, I'm losing the language right now, so excuse me, but these like character packets and we gave them to all of our schools. So, hey, it was an accompaniment. So when they have these games that they could do, they could play at home every day. There was also these packets they could look at and journal and follow along. And, and depending on the age, it was age appropriate. Um, and then we also did, uh, we created a, a show called the Tiff and Tony Show. And this was really more geared towards our I would say middle to high school, but it was interviewing former players, coaches. Um, we have some TV personalities that are that are coming on board and really talking to them about some of those things that we mentioned before, Victoria, yeah. character and leadership. What does it mean to be a person of integrity? And even nowadays, um, we had a former player, a friend of mine, Mike LaHood, get on. Um, we interviewed him. And so it was like, as a player, what does integrity look like, not only when you were playing nowadays, but now in COVID, right. what does that mean for you? And so hopefully we can engage young young folks to say, wow, this 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 guy played for Sierra Leone national team, played at Major League Soccer level, um, and he's going through some of the same struggles I am, mm -hmm. but he's choosing to be different, yeah. right? And so, um, yeah, we did that. And then of course, you know, some social media stuff we did, but really the remote recess is something I think we wanted to highlight because it was, all kinds of different games and activities that you could do at home. Yeah. Um, and for the future, we're, we're, we're playing with some different stuff. We also started some live um, peer game with some schools, some like live peer game remote recess. So you, we've got like 10 kids online and we're doing some of these games and programs with them like you and me are talking live. Yeah. And so that's just kicked off, I think about three weeks ago. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Love, I love that you guys just, uh, you just did it. And I think that's going to be the the thing that's going to separate here in a couple months, you know, as nonprofits are trying to figure out how they stay afloat and how they stay relevant is, you know, uh, we're, especially with youth in schools, you know, if schools come back differently, how are those nonprofits going to come back differently? So yeah. congratulations yeah. to just, um, you know, to, to you and Tony and the team to for just just doing it. And I know I, I interviewed Tony early on in, you know, in all, all this craziness. And um, I've shared with people that it, it's refreshing to hear how you kind of just gave it up to the team and said, 
what should we do? And I know you've got a team of millennials and yeah. I'm, you know, obviously they, they know technology and YouTube, yeah. social yeah. media. And so, um, yeah, I love the, the idea of give it up to the millennials and then get it out, get out of the way. <laughs> yeah. And it's, um, we have a great team. I, I'm, you know, I'm not going to just because I'm live, but we, we have an amazing group of folks that, um, just really put their heads together and got creative and did stuff at home. And yeah. um, it, it, it's, it's pretty special. And I think too, that, you know, we were seeing some nonprofits were shutting their doors pretty fast. And um, I, I got to give it to, to the whole team is that everybody, everybody Victoria rallied and said, no, let's, let's not let this stop us. It, it is a difficult time. And we're going to recognize that. And we're going to talk about that yeah. but at the same time. Can we still, can we still bring those character values yeah. and still do it from home and include family? And that was one of the things we did too, was, Hey, when we do these videos, invite your mom and dad, cause they're at home now. Yep. So bring yep. the family structure into this challenge, your dad to this game or that game, challenge your mom, you know? And so, um, make it and, fun. Yeah, yeah. Make it fun. Cause that's, that's what sports supposed to be is fun. But I think you and I are talking about, we've lost some of that, not yeah. just because of COVID, uh, but we've lost some of that. And so let's get back to that. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Anaheim then. So we are here, you know, uh, uh, preparing for Giving Day next week. And you guys are one of the eight organizations that is part of the Impact Anaheim um, Youth Giving Day. And so you said a little earlier that you serve uh, eight Eight, eight or nine schools and close to a thousand kids. Did I get yeah. that, that right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, so say more about, you know, specific work to Anaheim, you know, whether the, is it only elementary, junior high, like what's the range and any particular partnerships that you have in Anaheim? So. Yeah. Um, so our, and by the way, I'm wearing the angels hat on purpose. Um, <laughs> and not just for hopefully some angel fans and some yeah. angel executives are out there. I'm, I mean, I'm an angel fan, um, right. not just plugging angels, but, uh, uh -huh. yeah. So it's tricky, right? Victoria, because we are in such an uncertain time. So what our hope is, is to, um, raise money so then we can cover youth getting back to sport in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. um, this summer. That, that is our hope. Now, keeping in mind that we're going to be as safe as possible. We're going to follow CDC guidelines. We're going to be, everybody's going to be screened and tested and all that, all the staff, but that is our first hope. If that doesn't work and we can't do that, then we'd like to, to use this money to then get equipment for youth so they can stay active at home. They can still engage in sport at home. And then what we'll do is we'll continue our character and leadership remote recess curriculum. So we'll still be sending, you know, remote recess videos to them to engage in that deeper thinking. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the overall, we'd, we'd love to get back on the field, but we also know that, that people may not be comfortable with that. So right. our hope is, man, maybe we can get some equipment. Maybe we can get not just soccer balls either. Maybe we can get some basketballs for, for young people. Maybe we can get some volleyballs, mm -hmm. softballs, you know, things like that. But, it, it's just really difficult because we're all in this period of what's next. We're kind of opening the, the everything back up again, but at the same time, um, you know, with these phases, we realize that parents may not be comfortable with that and that's okay. 
you know? So, and maybe we'll do both, you know, but as things roll out and open up, we're, it's almost like we're shifting every week. We have this plan. Oh, we got to shift and do this. Yeah. Oh, we can do that. And then to our partners, sometimes our partners in Anaheim, they may not be, some schools may not be comfortable, right? And right. they may not want to open up their fields and that's okay. So where can we pivot? Where mm -hmm. can we go that the parents do want to bring their kids out and play? Where can we go? Yeah. Um, or maybe we just do all remote recess. So we'll just do all stuff from home and then we'll send them equipment and how we're going to deliver that. I don't know, <laughs> but we'll figure it out. Right. Cause we, we have a passion for, for the youth and again, um, for their future. So. Awesome. And I see that you guys have, um, you have a $10,000 goal. Yeah. Um, 5,000 of it has already been matched by Linda and Todd White. Yes, um, that's correct. Say anything about them? I, I I don't because I'm newer. Um, I don't know. I I if Linda or Todd are listening, thank you so much. Um, I have not met them yet. That's a relationship that Tony's developed years ago, but you know they're gracious enough to to do that. So um, I'm I'm very thankful, and I, I wish I had more information on them. But um, I think as we move forward, I'll I'll be able to meet them and build a deeper relationship. Good. Yeah. No, well, I think it's great that you guys have a match. Um, so for anyone, you know, everyone listening or going to listen, um, Pure Game is, their goal is $10,000. They already have 5000 from an individual donor. Um, so when you give a dollar, it actually equals $2. So that's the whole mm -hmm. point of giving day. Um, yes. So when you give to them, it's it's counted, you know, it's a double count. Yeah. So nice. um, yeah. And you have already one, two, three, four, five people that are a part of your giving, peer-to-peer uh, -peer giving. So, you know, thank you to those. And if anyone is listening and you want to be a part of the the matching, there's a peer-to-peer -peer option where you can you can raise money on behalf of Peer Game on that day. So, um, anything else you want to share about uh, how you support Anaheim or just, you know, in general, what, what this opportunity means to pure game? Yeah. I, I, um, for those that are listening, Victoria, um, I think this is a time for us to dig deeper. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, we're, we're in such a crazy time and I mean, you could even go, to what's happened recently with the George Floyd stuff and um, not only COVID, but it's just, and, and I think empowering our youth, this is, this is the time. And so, um, you know, reaching into, I, I just challenge, I want to challenge lovingly people out there to reach into their pockets a little bit, because this isn't, this isn't going into my pocket. So then I can go get more Chipotle at the end of the day. This is all going back to our youth and, and our kids and they're our future. And so if we want our future to look a lot better than it does right now, we have a chance. And so um, I just hope that folks seeing this will, you know, even that video too, um, would just look into their heart and remember that time that maybe a teacher or a coach or someone else you know, gave them that extra encouragement or um, push them a little bit more to, to challenge themselves. And cause that's really what we're doing. And so we're an organization that still needs help. We're by no means um, sitting back and, 
you know, counting our money because we have millions of dollars in our in our account. But we are constantly looking at raising funds, which all go back. Now, yeah, there's stuff that pays us, but it all goes back to the youth and the youth we serve. So I would just just appeal to that heart and people out there like there's stories that we could share um, of abuse and homes where you know, parents aren't home and these, these kids don't have anybody. And sometimes the, the field champion for peer game is providing the greatest guidance in this time period because mom and dad has to work two or three jobs. Yeah. That's what we're doing here. This is not. And so I just, I just want people to really consider. And I know the economy is challenging right now, Victoria, people are losing jobs. I get that. But I also think that there's something when we give back, um, a little bit. And sometimes it doesn't have to be money. If it's, you have a connection to a partner or equipment or a restaurant, reach out to us. Um, because we, we can use those resources, right? Um, right. or you, you want to come and volunteer, you want to help, help kids. We can talk about that. There's going to be a whole new process and what that looks like, but, um, it's, it's a possibility, you know? So, um, yeah, I just want people to, to really know that we're doing it different. And it's authentic. And I wouldn't be a part of this organization if it wasn't authentic and it wasn't real and it wasn't from the heart. We're not just kicking a soccer ball. Yeah. You know, we're not just doing skills and drills. We're we're changing lives. And so um mm-hmm. yeah, I hope folks out there can hear that and feel that more than anything too. Yeah, and I think I like that you brought up other ways to give, you know, even if you're watching this right now, liking it, going to Pure Games page and liking their page. Mm-hmm sharing it. Um, there, there are other ways that you can support organizations aside from just money. Volunteering. Yeah. I know all of your videos are, you're utilizing volunteers, correct? To yeah, yeah. So, to get that stuff out, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's so many ways that people can support. Um, and what I just want to add is uh, you are a business and you are trying to keep your doors open to continue to serve the community. So yes, when we give, you know, when, when any of us give, it does go to operations, but people need to understand that you are the program, right? Mm-hmm. You, your field champions are touching uh, the lives of children. They're working with the children. And so they are the program and that it's okay to say that that's what money goes to. It's yeah. you know, okay. Um, Cause people do ask like, well, how's it going to the kids? Well, it's, it's going to staff that are, you know, like you said earlier, putting, you know, telling them it's okay and mm-hmm. guiding them and being with them. And, and it, it's just like a worker in a restaurant giving good service. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are the workers giving phenomenal service yeah. to, our youth, to the future of our youth. So for those that are listening and, and, and any nonprofit leader that, talks about, um, you know, that, that has an opportunity to speak. It's very important that we remind the public that nonprofits are businesses too. Mm-hmm. And nonprofits are, um, are working through COVID and they're going to, we're going to need you guys beyond COVID because yeah. there's mental health and there's a lot of other issues that our children and families are going to be facing. Yeah. And, uh, it's, uh, it goes beyond Beyond food and security, I know food food is the main thing people are, are talking about, but um, but there are people that that need fun, right? They need yeah. that break. They need that mental break with their family, and they need to find fun. And you guys are bringing that back. So thank and, you. And two, Victoria, if I can add, um, 
you know, being an ally too, like we have a board of directors mm-hmm. and we're currently in a position where we need a person to lead the board. So there's, there's things like that that we can use yeah. or, um, you know, if someone has their own t-shirt company and we can get a bunch of t-shirts that has the company that donates their, their brand on it, but we're giving also these fun t-shirts to kids or something like that. But there's so many ways to be an ally. Um, and, and that's, that's one of the ones just popped in my head is like, we're, we're constantly too, like we're, we're hitting up some of our teachers that we work with and Hey, you know what? Like you are really good at training classroom management. Well, we do classroom management, but it's on a field, yeah. right? So let's let's bolster what we're already doing. So let's involve our teachers. So we're bringing them in too. And that's the way that someone helped as well recently is that um, we were doing getting ready to do some trainings and we're going to bring some of our teachers that are experts in that. Um, obviously, the COVID changed it, but yeah. it's thinking outside the box too. You may not think, oh, I can't give money, but well, maybe I can, I don't know, do something. So if there's some outside the box thinking we're always open, Great. Um, and we're always trying to have a listening ear. So wonderful, wonderful. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much. I wish you guys luck uh, next Wednesday. So the date is yeah. Wednesday, June seventeenth, and um, I'm sure there'll be a lot more coming out this week and next week. So I uh, wish you guys luck. I'm confident you're going to hit your goal, and um, and then we'll go from there. Thank so. you, Victoria, for having me, and yeah, um, it's, been, it's been fun doing this. My first, my first live. <laughs> live talk it's been a lot of fun thank you <laughs> good okay just hold on tight okay, okay. so sounds good uh, so thank you everybody and we're going to be doing this uh all week we have um other nonprofits to introduce you to um the rest of the week so we'll see you again <laughs>